honesty. Welcome back to the Accord Sessions, the place where we do everyday talk about our extraordinary God. Seems like ages since we've done a podcast. Yeah, it is, I think. I know we missed one last week because, you know, you understand when you get a new king in the house, um, it messes up your diary because (laughs) (laughs) we've got so many public holidays at the moment. Yes. Well, we don't know where we're coming or going. We've got another one. Is it next week or the week after? Oh, my goodness. I mean, in, in May, we've had three. Yeah. So we have three Mondays off. So we've only yes. been in for two. Yeah, it's yeah, very I know. <laughs> I mean, strange. long live the king and all that, but yeah. don't mess with my diary. <laughs> it's very odd. Did you watch the coronation? I watched some of it. Oh, loved it. I kind of had it on like in the background yeah. when I was doing stuff. But, but I was, I, I, I'm, I'm not really a royalist, yeah. but um, I do, I do like a bit of pomp and circumstance. Yeah. It was nice to see it and yes. to kind of see the way that they did it and everything. Yeah, and I that like to see of... who's sitting next to who. I like to see the clothes. Yes. I like to see the Commonwealth uh, representation. Yes. Yeah, I was well into it. The outfits, I think, is like yeah. the best bit. Definitely. My kids weren't interested at all. Really? But then I realised that uh, for me, yeah. um, please, Lord, let me see another coronation. Yeah. But for my kids, they possibly will see another three. Wow. Possibly. Yeah, within their lifetime. Yeah. Um, yes, but there wow. we go. Anyway, there we go. So yeah. that's of course, a little bit of insight there, yeah. isn't it? Very interesting. Well, listen, today I want us to talk about honesty. Yeah. Now, before you switch off, guys, I know that we talk a lot about <laughs> honesty here in Accord. We do. Um, but I thought more so than teaching on it today, I would just like to really just talk about what it means to us. Yeah. Um, so as you know, we are getting ready. Can you believe it's next month? No. We are getting ready to go to our honesty conference over in Houston in Texas. Yes. And that's the 23rd to the 25th of June. Yeah. Um, and I cannot believe that's next month. I know. It's gone so It's quick. five weeks. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my we're gonna have to get going yeah <laughs> we still i mean we've had it we we had um we like to do um a lot of our stuff ourselves don't yes. we yeah so we're sharing um some of like we always give people when they register for our conference a goodie bag yeah and uh we've we've be making a lot of that ourselves haven't we yeah so we've got our badge making machine out we're making yeah. pins and badges and we've quite enjoyed that it's a little bit that of um, therapy for us isn't yes. it on a we it did it what lovely. did we do it last friday or thursday thursday, thursday. and uh, we put the chosen on because yes. we, we hadn't seen the new season the season had we yeah and we literally binged on jesus oh, so, good. <laughs> so good we binged on jesus and we made 200 badges oh my god it was the best day of our lives it was nice because like the sun was shining yes it was just such a nice feel, we had some it? snacks and some yes. drinks yes. and you know lovely. jesus on in the background yes. for eight hours oh yeah and uh, what more can you ask exactly i know <laughs> yeah so we've got our conference coming up yeah. and we're really excited we really do put our heart and soul into the yeah. our conferences don't we and um yes it is our absolute joy and delight yeah. to go to and serve in texas and um but i want to really talk today about well what honesty really means and what motivates us because everybody talks about honesty Mm. um some people are like yeah well we you know we've got to be transparent we've got to be honest we've got to be upfront." but i think it's a lot deeper than that but can we just say again i know we talk a lot about this but in accord our culture is honesty yeah nothing can be done in here unless there is honesty yeah and honesty is really the most important thing about Accord. Yeah. Um, and it matters desperately to us. And if there isn't honesty, yeah. 
then nothing works, isn't it? Yeah. And we've really experienced that, oh, haven't yeah, we? Definitely. When yeah. things when things really don't work, as we were laughing now. <laughs> when thing if you could see the eye roll then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was me, by the way, not Naomi. No. Um but yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. That for us, without honesty, yeah. nothing works. And because we believe that honesty is our part and truth is God's. You know, we don't have to worry about the truth because the truth is his truth. And it lives whether we do it or not. But the way we access Mm. truth and all truth is through authenticity and honesty. And we are passionate about that. And that's why really, you know, a lot of people ask us, what is your core message? What is is Accord about? Well, I would say the the absolutely fundamental core heartbeat of Accord is authentic living. Um, But it's just from that position of knowing your identity in Christ. And when we get that into place, authenticity kind of happens. Yeah. It's it's much easier, isn't it, to yeah. have authentic living when you know who you are. Yeah, definitely. So that really is our core message. Um, I know sort of it's kind, kind of trendy and a bit of a tag word now mm. to be authentic. Yeah. But authentic really for us in Christ has to be real. Yeah. Because if we don't have that level of authenticity and honesty with ourselves, others and God, yeah. then there is no access to truth. Yeah. Our truth is distorted. Yeah. And so we feel passionately about it. Yeah, we really do. Mm. And I think for me, like recently, I've been kind of finding out even in myself how passionately I do feel about it. Yeah. Where there's been certain situations where there hasn't been that honesty, mm. where there hasn't been that kind of ability to just sit down and have an honest conversation right and i found those situations really really difficult because that honesty isn't allowed to be there yeah and i think for me that's kind of reinforced how important it is to me and how vital i feel like that is in situations well i would even say for me that would be a crisis yeah if i couldn't be honest or receive honesty yeah if the situation didn't allow authenticity and honesty yeah to me that's more than just a oh well oh yeah yeah. it is absolutely like a crisis yeah i mean for me that is like a deal breaker yeah right that's the word i was looking for thanks um because it's true isn't it yeah you don't let and nothing has a chance exactly and and also it's so funny isn't it how we expect god to get behind um, the validation mm. of our lives when they're not real yeah, yeah and when there isn't honest things in our life yeah um but like god would never facilitate and support and anoint and grace and bless anything that wasn't ourselves yeah but yet we try so hard don't we yeah. to get him on board uh the building and the justification of things that aren't authentic yeah and the only thing that god can really do with unauthentic things is bring them down yeah because we know that in the sense of um with the building of god in mm. our lives that anything that is not truth anything that is not us is not real yeah and anything that is not real is not us yeah and all those things have to be dismantled so that new things authentic living things mm. can be built yeah because you can't build um good things on bad soil yeah Yes, you can't build um, authentic things on things that aren't true. Yeah. We need to make sure that that soil's good soil. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so important, isn't it? And I think, like, sometimes, I think, for me personally, 
when we kind of started off like way back like talking about honesty I always thought of it as quite a black and white kind of thing where it's like you're either honest or you're not yeah you either tell the truth or you don't but even for me like it's so much more complex than that I mean yeah that is it in like its simplest form but there's so many different layers to it so Mm. there's things like being honest with yourself right being honest with other people being honest with God yeah but even that has so much more layers to it. Right. And that's something that I've kind of found more and more kind of as I've like gone into it and as I've kind of explored it more, just the different layers to it, the different levels to it. And it's like for me recently in a situation, I got so caught up in the fact that I couldn't be honest with somebody. That's because, quite a paralyzing feeling, feeling, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like just that, that sense of just, I couldn't sit down with them and just be honest yeah and have that honest conversation and know that they would be honest back as well yeah and i got so caught up in the fact that i couldn't do that and so caught up in well how then can i be honest with other people Mm. that i realized actually and this was something that that you kind of helped me with back through a conversation that we had where it was like me not being able to be honest with that one person that doesn't eliminate everyone else that i can be honest with right so it's like, I can still be honest about that situation with other people. Yeah, and God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I can still talk about that situation, like with you. Yeah. And be honest about how I'm feeling in that situation with you. Mm. So just because I can't do it with the person that's in that situation, that doesn't stop me from being honest about right. the situation and what's happening. Right. Like, that's still my responsibility to be honest about it. Mm. And my freedom to be able to be right. honest about it. And I think that was so liberating for me about not just putting that in like a, a pen of like, oh, well, I can't be honest with that person. So therefore it's done. Yeah, that's mm. the end of it. Where it's like, no, there's so many other ways of doing it. Right. It's not just that. It's that black and white thing again, exactly. isn't it? That you talked yeah. about. And for me, I mean, you know me. Yeah. I, I'm an honest person. Yeah. Probably too honest at times. <laughs> um, and I do hold that very as in a very important standard for myself yeah. and others. And um, but dishonesty is not the opposite of of just the straightforward opposite of exactly. honesty. Yeah. Because just because you're not being honest doesn't mean you're not you're being dishonest I mean it will probably turn into that yeah but it doesn't there's a gray area isn't there um and so sometimes it's not about being dishonest Mm. and we argue that don't we um in our case where we say well I'm not telling you a lie yeah but yes I know that but you're still not being honest there's a lot of gray area and that happened to me at the weekend actually so my dad came down and he brought me a box of photographs Mm. old family photographs yeah and I've got to be honest that I've got to be honest boom boom (laughs) um that photographs do trigger me a little bit and um I do realize that I am actually somebody that finds it very, very difficult to accept the honesty of photographs. Yeah. And I didn't know that until the weekend. Wow. And so, for example, I opened this box of photographs mm. and there were lots and lots of really old photographs there in the box. I mean, way before my, my birth. Yeah. And there were photographs of my mum and dad uh, while they were courting. Uh, when they were going out with each other when they were like 16, 17. Yeah. And they were really happy. Mm. And I really struggled to accept these photographs. 
because I know that my experience of living with my mum was that she was not that happy, carefree teenager that I was looking at in the photographs. She was somebody that caused me harm. Yeah. And was certainly not the person that I related to in this photograph. And I did consider throwing the photographs away. Wow. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, Beck, no, you know? Yeah. And as I started to have proper thinking to myself and being honest with myself... Mm. I realised that my narrative of the past um, is very influential by my ability to be honest or not. Yeah. And one of the things I learned is that we can really be dishonest about the now Mm. and we can be dishonest about the past and the future. Yeah. Yes. So maybe we feel pain about what's gone because our reality is not correct. Yeah. And... It's really easy for me in my head to label my mum as this really awful, horrible, broken, wicked person Mm. because that's how she behaved. Yeah. But the truth is, from looking at the reality of these photographs and other photographs that were in the box, that was her pain. Yeah. Developed her into that. And it was quite hard for me because I'm not stupid and I could see Mm. these photographs and I knew that the catalyst for my mum's awfulness was not that it was inbred into her, embedded and inbred into her psyche. Yeah. But something had happened to her that her pain had caused that Mm. to happen. And I've always known that. Yeah. You know, I I know enough about uh, the realities of what she lived through. But also... I can see from the photographs that the photographs I was looking at of her as a teenager was certainly not my experience of her Mm. as an adult. So I wasn't stupid. I knew that this person uh, was affected by trauma, Mm. by something awful. Um, But yet it was quite hard to give her that. Yeah. And it's funny, though, because if you brought me now into the studio, 25 alcoholics. Yeah. I would feel compassion. I would advocate for their illness and for their rehabilitation. But when I think about my mother being a chronic alcoholic, I quickly move on from that narrative into my head Mm. and go straight to the fact that she was just an awful person that made choices. Yeah. And that's not fair. Yeah. And so I realised this weekend that uh, a lack of honesty has a lot of grey area. Yeah. It's not about being dishonest or honest. Mm. There can be a lot of other distortions in between that come through really losing our sense of reality. Yeah. Um, So I do think acceptance um, and acknowledgement is very important in our honesty. We're able to look at things as they are and not really have opinions whether they're good or bad yet. Um, but we just accept things for what they are yeah. and then build correct realities from from that acknowledgement. Yeah. But that's really, really hard when things are unhealed. Yeah. And this weekend I had a little bit of healing mm. and a little bit of honesty brought me that. Yeah. Um, but it's that voice in your head that's going, don't look at these photographs mm. and feel compassion because remember what she did to you and how yeah. awful she was. Yes. Yeah. And so the truth was, was that that was not the truth. Mm. 
Yes, this woman had been altered by her experiences and I found compassion for her. And that was a good thing for me this weekend. Yeah. But I also found in the box some photographs of me. Yeah. And I actually, again, didn't like the photographs. I didn't like the time in my life they represented. Mm. And I was, I had them in my hands to rip them up and throw them away. And I thought, no, don't do that. Yes, because that is reality. Yeah. That is what it was. Yeah. And it's the same, isn't it, when you um, have people that want to remove certain parts of history. Yeah. Um, And I don't think we can do that because what Hitler did was an honest representation of what happened. Yeah. And just to remove it because it was so horrific doesn't change the fact that it happened. Exactly. And that's what we do sometimes in our own life, isn't Mm. it? We kind of have selective memory and we kind of like to rewrite the truth, in inverted commas, of our past. Mm. And... I think that's unhealthy. Yeah. Because we got to sort of let go of that need to control the narrative. Yeah. And I'm finding out in my own life that it's quite shocking how much effort we put into telling the story of our life. Yeah. As the way we want it to look rather than actually how it looked. Yeah. And that to me is an area where honesty is needed. Yeah. We change the narrative. Yeah, definitely. We take out the bits that make us feel shame, that make us don't look good, that make us realise what it was we were. Yeah. And I think that's really unhealthy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, what you said there about, like, the grey areas, in that sometimes... A lot of grey areas. Yeah, like, huge. In that sometimes it's not that we're lying that means that we're not being honest, but it may just be that we're not talking about it. Right, we're We're not not... telling the truth. Yeah. So not telling the truth and telling a lie are different things. Yeah. Yeah. So just by, like, omitting the truth. Right, admitting it and acknowledging it. Yeah, but just that thing is, like, for me, like, my... So my grandfather was... He was quite heavily involved in the Second World War in the liberation of one of the concentration camps. Mm. And it was something that the whole family knew about and like all the grandkids kind of knew about it and it was something that we actually covered when I was in school in history and I mean the brilliant thing about my granddad is that he kept diaries yeah and he had all access to those but he would never talk about it Hmm. and it was something that I actually went to him and said look can you tell me about what happened and he said no I won't talk about it but I'll give you my diary entry so he shared that with us but he would never kind of sit down and have a conversation mm. with you about it. And I understand that there was a lot Trauma. of hurt there, a lot of pain, and there was a lot of layers to that. But even that, I wonder kind of what effect that had on him, the fact that he never spoke about it. Mm. He never talked about it. And people tried to interview him over the years for various documentaries and things. And he would only kind of go so far. Yeah. He would only give so much detail but you know whether that was kind of done for protection of himself and kind of not having to relive that trauma yeah but i know for some people there's instances where kind of talking about that trauma can be quite almost like cathartic yeah where it almost like releases it and gives you that release because you are because when we talk about and are honest about things that we want to hide mm. then what that does is it kind of gives truth yeah a chance yeah and i think that we can't change anything unless we're truthful about yeah. it 
And I don't care what that is. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we've got to really learn to be honest, even if it's not the truth yet. Yeah. Because, you know, you can be honest about your truth and your truth is far from the truth. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're not willing to talk about that and to make, I mean, really what honesty is, is we're just giving of us of what's unseen about ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Honesty is letting people have a look at what's really going on inside us. Yeah. It's, it's people get insight into who we really are. Mm. Um, so I think honesty does enable us to find the truth, um, which can be very different from our truth, like we've just said, but I think honesty gives us a beginning. Yeah. And if you're not willing to be honest, then you never start your journey towards truth. Yeah. But what I think sometimes we do is we try to get to truth and live in truth without honesty. Yeah. And that then becomes sort of a bit of a a difficult process for us because we don't live in the culture of truth which is honesty yeah um and it's much easier to access truth yeah if you live in a culture of honesty yeah and um for me that is definitely my personal experience um because it can be a real difficult it's not just difficult it can be a really dangerous place to be in when there is a lack of honesty, acknowledgement of what is true, acknowledgement of the reality, Mm. because then you're trying to build your life on something that's not real. Yeah. And you know what it's like if you've ever been with somebody who won't be honest, Mm. um, then that it becomes almost futile after a while because truth is very controlled and sort of manipulated um, and sometimes the things of God can be missed in that Um, and we do that for lots and lots of different Mm -hmm. reasons usually ego usually pride usually fear usually anything of the flesh I mean take your pick Um, but I believe that when we're not honest with ourselves with each other and Mm -hmm. with God then we play a game yeah We, we become part of a game and it kind of strings us along, mm. yes? And it takes us down a path that doesn't lead to God because there's no reality. And we kind of lead ourselves astray. Yeah. But yet we convince ourselves that what we're walking is truthful. Yeah. Um. So I do think, though, that being honest with yourself is a form of self-love. Yeah, definitely. And I think yeah. not being honest with yourself is a form of self-harm. Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize that. Mm. Um, but to me, you sabotage your life yeah. and you don't give yourself a chance yeah. and you harm yourself when you are not honest with yourself. Yeah. And honesty with yourself is what you tell yourself. Yeah. That's what honest self-honesty is. Yeah. It's where you what you tell yourself. Mm. Um and so for me, the greatest form of respect is that you're honest with somebody. Yeah. The greatest form of love is that you're honest with somebody. Yeah. And if somebody's not being honest with you, I think that's a red flag. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. That gives you indication as to how they truly feel about you. Yeah. Um, but also when people aren't honest with themselves, I think that's a red flag too. Yeah. And they're, they all are lined up and linked. So if you're not honest with yourself, mm-hmm. I think you'll struggle to be honest with God and with other people too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why sometimes God 
you know, slows us down. Yeah. And uh, he brings people into our life who will be honest. Mm. But I know that that's a very, very lonely place. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, people come after me a lot and I am too much for people at yeah. times. I know that um, because I'm honest and because I ask yeah. for honesty. Yeah. And if you don't want to give me honesty then you can't have all of my heart do you know what i think that's such an interesting point though because it's that thing like and i've had it too where when you are honest Mm. people attack you for that yes they come after you for that so like i've had it where i've kind of like i've been called difficult yeah me too i've always been labeled as you're so difficult i rock the boat yeah but what they actually mean by that is you just won't do what i need you to do which is not be truthful yeah yeah, but we trigger like, people. Yeah, and it's like for me, like when I didn't fully understand what people were saying when they said that. Mm. So when people said to me, oh, you're really difficult, you know, you need to stop rocking the boat. I kind of took that as like, oh, I need to kind of, I need to change who I am. Right. I need to become less difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to be easier. Yeah, You know, I need to kind of chill it down a little bit, you know, calm down. But actually now kind of understanding why people say that Mm. and that they're actually coming against, not coming against, but like attacking the fact that I am asking for something. I'm asking for that honesty from them. And then rather than just, it's funny, isn't it? Because rather than them just being honest and saying, look, I don't want to give you that, they manipulate it and kind of come after you for that and label you then as difficult. Yeah. Or like I've had it too, or like, oh, you're, you're too bossy. Yeah. You're difficult. You rock the boat. You won't just let things go. And that then becomes what they say rather than them just being honest and being like, look, I find that too much. Yeah. Or that's not something that I'm prepared to give to you. Mm. So it's like even in that and the manipulation of that mm. is them um, showing that they're not prepared to be honest. But also for me, honesty is a love language. Yeah. Definitely, because I know that I've had difficult things in my life and I've gone to God and it feels like he's not answering me and he's mm. not relating to me and I'm getting frustrated. And then I'm like, well, what what's happening here? Yeah. And then I realise that he's waiting for new, honest dialogue with him about what's really I'm feeling. Yeah. And for me, you know, honesty is the place where we love ourselves. Yeah. And it's the place where we love others. And it's the place where we love God. And I've said this, I think, on a previous podcast, but it I don't require a lot for mm-hmm. you to be my friend yeah. or in my life. I require that you are yourself. Yeah. And I require that you're honest. Yeah. And if you want to be that, then you can have access to my heart. Yeah. But if you don't want to be that, they're going to have to be boundaries mm-hmm. because... I can't operate outside of that. Yeah. And I don't mean to sound hoity-toity and, um, you know, sort of demanding about that. But I I just can't give myself fully to somebody who does not value honesty. Yeah. And for me, honesty is the giving, the sharing freely of ourselves to others. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that or you feel you can't do that, then... Uh, I'm going to struggle to have intimate, deep relationship with you. Yeah. Um, And I think that change is another big issue Mm. regarding honesty because change requires honesty. Yeah. Yes. I think if you look at any major change that you've made in your life, 
there's there would have had to be a, a season or a moment of new honesty yeah. in order for you to come about that. Yeah. Um, and so I really do feel that. So in saying that, I think I'm ready to talk about what's just happened to me. Um, you've yeah. heard me, might have heard me um, talk about this uh, on previous podcasts about how God had really done something in my life, but I wasn't quite ready to talk about it. But actually, seven weeks ago, um, I flew to Istanbul in Turkey and I had elective uh, uh, weight loss surgery. Sorry, I couldn't remember what it was called then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did. I had uh, 82% of my stomach removed wow. and I am now eight, seven weeks out. Yeah. And it's gone really wonderful for me. Yeah. And... I have been really sort of not truthful or honest, not true, not, not I've not been truthful because I have been truthful, but I just haven't been sharing that mm. because I literally, because for me, that's linked to trauma. Yeah. And this journey for me um, of having weight loss surgery has really been a lot to do with actually nothing to do with losing weight, mm. very little. Yeah. Um, it's the last thing that on the list, um, but it's actually been to do with having new levels of honest dialogue with God and others and mm. myself and changing the narrative of my trauma. Yeah. And for me, my weight was an outward medal of my childhood trauma. Yeah. And for two reasons. Number one, uh, you'll find with a lot of really heavy, overweight people is that there's trauma there somewhere. Yeah. And secondly, um, because my trauma caused damage mm -hmm. to my growth and I had to have, um, you know, my hormones removed yeah. because they were damaged, and that would—that's actually what prevented me from losing weight and putting weight on. Yeah. So I have been um, quiet about that. Yeah. Just because I'm processing it, but I feel that I mean there would never—I would never have kept that quiet or yeah. a secret because I'm not ashamed of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that the thing is, is that. That is a key thing, isn't it? Yeah. Is that for a lot of people, what they keep quiet about is what they feel shame about. Yeah. And what people aren't honest about is what they want to hide. Yeah. And God really, I mean, I maybe I, I haven't decided yet, but maybe we'll do a podcast on the testimony of, of my journey. Yeah. Um, because it, it really was a very beautiful process. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, it has been a wonderful experience for me mm -hmm. and I'm in very active uh, weight loss now. And yeah. but not just that, my uh, there's lots of other things that are going on within my per I feel a different person yeah. inside because of the hormone removal. Um, but also I just feel my trauma dr draining away. Yeah. And I, I had this surgery not because I needed to lose weight, although I did. Yeah. Um, or because I wanted to look a certain way because I didn't. Yeah. And if you know me, um, I, I, I was quite confident mm. at the weight that I was. Yeah. Um, but yet I knew that it was a misrepresentation of who I was. Yeah. Because the weight represented my trauma. And so for me, though, it has been such a positive experience and an experience where God has really caused me to have great honesty with him. Yeah. I mean, painful honesty. And that has completely liberated me. Um, so sometimes I think our bravest actions are 
with what we tell ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And I really thought that I was mishonesty. Yeah. And uh, I thought I was really miss, you know, transparency. But the deeper I got into my dialogue with God um, about my trauma and mm. about my weight and about the shame and about the frustration and about all the, the negativity that had been birthed because of that, um, the, the bigger God got. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that what I feel, what I feel quite emotional about right now is just that it wasn't about losing the weight. It was about letting God get bigger in my life. Yeah. And it was about seeing what was totally possible because of him, not because of me. Yeah. And I mean, it's taken huge self-control and um, not so much self-control, but self-discipline. I mean, yeah. I have to learn a whole new way to eat now and I have to really take care of myself. And what I'm finding difficult post-surgery is that for the first time in my life, I have to care about myself. Yeah. And that actually is the, the absolute heartbeat of my trauma. Yeah. Is that I never, ever, 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 ever until seven weeks ago cared about myself. I, yeah. I wasn't capable of it in my own humanness and for me it was worth the surgery just to be able to do that yeah and so now I have to be first yes. I, in a lot of ways I have yeah. to make sure that I I love myself and I care for myself and I see myself correctly and I definitely can say that up until seven weeks ago I was so focused on getting rid of this trauma yeah and actually now it's just draining away and I don't have to do anything yeah because my eyes are on him. Yeah. But I had to get to that place through some brutal honesty. Yeah. With myself. Wow. And with God. And I had to change the narrative. And I had to um, make decisions about my trauma. And I had to stick to them. Yeah. And I've desired to do that. And I've done that. And I no longer am so adamant about holding on to my identity as um, a child who went through trauma. And it's just literally draining away from me. Um, and I feel transformed physically, mentally, and spiritually. Yeah. Um, and, but that came not through me making that happen. I did that at the right time because I knew God had done the internal work in me. Yeah. But now he just wanted to, to, work on the final draining away yeah. of things that I wasn't being honest about. Yeah. And actually, it was my lack of honesty um, to myself, my narrative that I told myself, that actually was what made me have trauma. Yeah. Wow. And so real things happen to real people. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Yes. Um, but I'm so fed up with that narr narrative now. Yeah. And I needed to get to that place and have honest dialogue with God. Yeah. But you can't change anything until you have that honest dialogue yeah. with yourself. And what I've really learned is, is that honesty really does save everybody's time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hugely. And I, my, I really tried hard not to regret because I believe all things are made beautiful in his time. Yeah. From Ecclesiastes. But I've really, really um, do believe that... I really wish I had done this 20 years ago. Yeah. But I wasn't in the place then. Yeah. Exactly. I couldn't have that level of honesty. Yeah. And dialogue with myself and God and others then. 
because I was still hurting. Yeah. So I'll take it now at nearly 53 and I will look forward to what's ahead. Um, But honesty is simply nothing more than just expressing our feelings and opinions accurately. Yeah. It's accurate representation of what is real. Yeah. And if that reality for you internally is still hurts, you don't change the narrative to stop it hurting. Yeah. You go for it. Yeah. And you face that pain. And I am telling you, I have never felt pain internally like I have um, with getting ready to have this surgery because yeah. I had to face truth. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I feel completely liberated yeah. and a completely different person. And just in the context of the physical surgery, I mean, I was the only one out of everybody that had the surgery that has had zero pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it really has been a wonderful experience for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm having to now retrain my whole brain as to how to think about myself. Yeah. And wow. that is a very real thing. Yeah. But I can only do that from honesty. Yeah. From the truth of who God says I am. Yeah. So it's an exciting journey Um, and it's a journey with myself and then it's a journey with God and then it's a journey with others. Yeah. But you can't be defensive. No. You've got to be brave. Yeah. And do you know what? Like that's the key thing because like there was so many times like throughout this whole process, like you have been so brave at so many different points. I'm going to get choked up now. Oh God. But like you've just been like, you've been so brave throughout all of it and even in the way that you've spoken about the surgery in the way that you've shared about it in the way that you've you know you've you've talked sometimes about some of the things that you're worried about or nervous about but you were just so brave kind of before the surgery during this like you know having the surgery going to turkey and even now in the weeks afterwards like and it's literally like when you talk about it you talk about it from such a place of like joy yeah and happiness even before the surgery even when you were just thinking about having it done and i think that bravery that you've kind of you've shown like throughout the whole thing i think that is such a key thing in our ability to be honest yeah because sometimes it absolutely just takes that bravery of just being like do you know what whatever it looks like whatever this is i'm just going to be brave to be honest about it yeah whether that's how I feel about it, what I think it looks like, or, you know, whatever it is, just to have that bravery and to be brave and to put that out there. And I think part of kind of us sharing our honesty and sometimes part of the scary part too is that you're putting it out there then. Right. Especially if you speak that out to other people. Right. Is it's like, it's no longer just in my head Mm. or it's no longer just a conversation between me and God. But that's why I really knew it. I mean, if you know me, there's no way I would have gone through this and just never spoken about it because that's just not me. Yeah. You know, if this can help other people and it's, of course, I'm going to share my life, you know. I mean, I don't have to do it on a podcast or publicly, but, you know, definitely I would never hide the fact that I'm being set free (laughs) and that, that, you know, I was doing something to to bring about a physical ending to something that God had brought a closure to within my spirit and yeah. my and my personality and my mind that I he'd, he'd done it. Yeah. Um but for me it's you can't argue with 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 what is true. Yeah. You and that's what we do. And yes, I have lived for 52 years 
feeling the injustice of my body responding to physical abuse as a child. Yeah. Um, and then being ridiculed for that by society um, and misunderstood about that in society. Um, but there had been, I realised that there had been, a, you know, a continual expression in my head of just wanting to justify myself, wanting to be defensive, wanting to argue, you know, wanting to protect myself and stand up for myself because I couldn't do that when I was a kid. Yeah. But all of that had to die. And it was very shocking in my process when I gave all this to God and I really expected him just to sort of put his arm around me and say, yes, I, you know, this is right. Let's yeah. go do it. And God's first response to me when I brought this to him was, do you want to die for it? Yeah. Because I'm going to need more. I'm wow. going to need some honesty. Yeah. I'm going to need you to not fight me. And I just said, yes, of course, God, because that's always my heart position. Yeah. <laughs> but when truth push came to shove, I realized that it's quite hard to give up the narrative that you have been telling yourself for years. Yeah. And but that was what I decided I was going to do. And that's why part of um, if you've been listening to other podcasts, um, one of the things that I've said about this year is that um, this is the year I decided that I was going to give God what he wanted quickly yeah. without delay. Yeah. And I had to make sure I did that during yeah. this whole process because I wanted to. It hurt. Yeah. And I felt vulnerable because every ident false identity that I'd lived under my whole life had been taken away. Yeah. And the way they use the terminology after the surgery is like, you've got to understand you've, you're like a baby now. Yeah. You've got a completely new stomach, um, a completely new hormone system. And you're going to have to learn now to, you know, grow as a baby would. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt my spirit was too. Wow. That I can no longer have any tarnish or identity of that thing yeah. that, you know, was a result of trauma. Yeah. And so for me, that has been the most liberating. I would have had the surgery just for that. Yeah. If I never lost a pound ever in my life again, I would have had that surgery just for that. But God has been really beautiful in this process. And I don't even know how I could ever articulate fully yeah. what God has done. Um, but I do feel a completely different person. Yeah. And internally. Yeah. Um, and I'm now learning to embrace the ch external changes that are happening, which are very scary for me. They're very uh, unusual and mm. shocking. Um, <laughs> and I have had to train myself constantly yeah. to rethink how I feel about myself, but also you know, how I now respond to society and how res society responds to me. Yeah. Because um, society definitely treats fat people differently to yeah. thin people. And that's been a shock. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, people, and maybe we'll do it, maybe we won't. Yeah. But I've got to make sure that honesty with myself is a choice. Yeah. And if you're not willing 
And willingness is a massive thing. We're going to talk about this in the conference. Um, At the first part of our conference, we're going to be talking about really coming to terms with our willingness, to be honest. And I think for a lot of us, we're stuck in that place where we want it, but we don't. We don't want to die for it. Yeah. And honesty is like everything else in God. You're going to have to die for it. Yeah. Because it's the it's the it's the putting down of you, so that He can rise up. Yeah. And so for me, um, it is everything to me. Yeah. Honesty, because nothing happens that's good without it. Yeah, definitely. And um, I really just want that in my life. I want real things yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, but it, I know it's going to have to take some place placement within myself where I'm teachable and mm. I'm humble and I have an open heart yeah and I'm hungering after what's real yeah but that ability to rewrite your narrative is a stronghold yeah I think that is the same for everybody yeah wow no I didn't think we were going to talk about oh, this today no I know um but wow. I've been wondering about how to approach it and it just feels right to yeah. do it on the podcast today yeah um but I think honesty is the place where we love ourselves. And for me, the whole surgery was an act of loving myself. And I couldn't do it just from that position because I didn't love myself fully. But my honesty was me loving myself. And the honesty then led to the the surgery and to everything that that's bringing about. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, honesty is the place where we love ourselves it's the place where we love others and it's the place where we love God. And where there is no honesty, there is not full love. Yeah. I think that's true. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking that actually to the scripture where it says, you know, love is patient, love is kind. Mm. And it's like, it's amazing how kind of linking that then to what you were saying about honesty is that place of loving yourself and loving others. Yeah. That then that kind of brings about those things. Yeah. So that honesty allows you to be patient with yourself and others. Mm. It allows you to have that with other people and yeah. to be kind and to be forgiving and to be, you know, to give people that space to to grow and change. And like honesty really is the beginning point of all that. Absolutely. I think that's the key is that for me, honesty is the beginning of yeah. all things. And if you can't be honest, you you don't even begin. No, you can't start. Um, but I... One of the things I do desperately believe in, and what this is going to be a major key factor of the co- of the teaching at the conference, is that basically God always responds to honesty, yeah. even if we're wrong. Yeah. And what you've got to understand yeah. is that our honesty isn't always right. Yeah. Yes. A lot of my honesty in this process wasn't correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was poor old me. It was, I feel this deeply. It was, you know, somebody hurt me. Yeah. But God responded to that honesty because it was honest. Yeah. Yes, but we have to train ourselves to not rewrite the narrative, yeah. to not be so controlling yeah. over what gets out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I'm really somebody that is an open book and I think what you see is pretty much what you get. Yeah. And the sense is, is that I, I don't cope very well with hiding things. Yeah. And the other day, Craig and I were watching TV and we were watching a program about um, a wife, a series about a wife who was hiding lots of secrets from her husband. Yeah. And Craig looked at me and he said, do you have anything that you keep secret from me? Ooh. And without a heartbeat, I turned around and went, I absolutely do not. Yeah. 
I have nothing because I couldn't live with that. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I know that. And he said, I think that's the number one thing I love about our marriage. Mm. And and that's that's something that we've built in our lives, yeah. in our marriage, because um, to me, that is such a violation yeah. because it's it violates our love language for each other. Yeah. And so for me, I would never hide a carrier bag with those expensive pair of shoes that I might have bought or not, you know, and pretended that they were, <laughs> I've had them for years. I would never do that. I'd just tell him. Yeah. You know, um, there's even things about myself and how I feel about myself that I wouldn't hide from Craig yeah. because I want him to be part of that truth. Yeah. And, but I do think that God always, always responds to honesty. It attracts him. Yeah. Um, because it says, I want a beginning. Yeah. I want to begin something. Yeah. And, you know, usually it's the beginning of our death. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Um, so all this process for me personally has just been one big old process of dying to self. Yeah. Of letting things die in me and letting new priorities come and come forth. Yeah. And I just feel completely different yeah. physically, emotionally and spiritually. And it's it's not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad place. <laughs> Shall I tell you my funny story, though? Shall I share the yes. funny story about when I was in Istanbul? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, Lord, this is only me. Okay. Of course, my when, I, when we told the girls, I wasn't sure how they were going to respond. Yeah. And Phoebe looked at me with her big eyes and she went, oh, so typical you, isn't it? And I went, what? She went, when you need surgery, you go to next door to Syria. <laughs> Wow. So I did explain to her that Istanbul was probably two and a half thousand miles away from the Syrian border. But yeah, yeah hey ho. Um, but anyway, so I had the surgery. Of course, it was a Muslim country. Yeah. And uh, my doctors were uh, Turkish. My nurses were Turkish. Everybody was Turkish. And um, it was Ramadan. Ramadan yeah. had only just begun. And um, so they were, it was all very good. And when we got there, um, they said, look, there are going to be a few, um, you know, concessions made in the normal program yeah. due to ramadan but it's basically around timings because obviously they pray five times a day yeah and whatever so he said you know just to let you know that we might just change the schedule slightly because of that i was like yeah no problem so i woke up from the surgery in the uh operating theater and uh i said did it all go okay? And he went, yes, all good. And I said, oh, thank goodness. Anyway, I fell back asleep yeah. and uh, woke up in my room and um, was sort of looking around the room and I saw this bag on the, on the side. Yeah. It was like a see-through bag. And I thought, what's that? Anyway, I fell back asleep. So I was, most of that day I was in and out of consciousness after the surgery. Yeah. Anyway, next morning, um, was sat up and the doctor was coming around doing tests and whatever. And I said to the doctor, what is that bag over there? And he just laughed and he walked off. Oh. So and, um, I made friends with somebody who was there having surgery because yeah. I went on my own and she was there and we made became friends. And she came in, she said, oh, how did the surgery go? Mine went great. We were talking. And I said, what's that bag over there? And she went, didn't they tell you what it was? And I said, well, no. And she went, it's your stomach. And I went, oh. What? <laughs> And she said, well, it's Ramadan and they've got this rule in Ramadan that they don't throw away any meat. Yeah. And that, you know, it's sacred. So, you know, it has to stay close to you. Yeah. So they cut out 82% of my stomach 
and put it in a plastic bag with a knot in the top and a barcode sticker on it. (laughs) And it sat there, Naomi, on my bedside table for the whole time I was in the hospital. And I did a couple of times put it in the wardrobe. Yeah. And I had a fridge in my room. I even put it in the <gasps> fridge. I get like, did it start to like smell? No, it's it's in, right? it was enclosed in a bag, okay. oh. a see through bag, but I could yeah. see it. And oh. then, um, yeah. So, oh and God. then I put it out of sight. And then, no, 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 they put it right next to my <gasps> bed because it, it couldn't be apart from me. Oh. And on the day I left the hospital, yeah, a little woman came around with a trolley, and I had to sign legal paperwork to say because um, it was going to be buried. Yeah, okay. Um, because they don't burn it or destroy it. So it, a part of I, so when I told my dad, Dad, surgery's all done good, but please forgive me, I've left a bit of what you've created in Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> it's buried somewhere. Can I say it was... Wow. It was quite pretty. Yeah? Yes. Anyway, we... Oh, my God. Too much honesty there, I yeah. think. If, sorry, listeners, if you're having lunch. Um, <laughs> but yes, that was a bit of a, oh, wow. a shock. But apart from that, all good. Yeah. That's so weird, though. I know, I know, I know. Oh Never mind. God. Oh, dear. Just wake up and see it there. <sighs> That's so um, So, yes. So I do think that honesty, I mean, we, we're not really touching on it really much today i mean hopefully we will be able to we're going to cover all of this anyway in the conference but looking at everything that honesty produces but i think there is such power in honesty and i think if we're somebody that struggles with that that would be a really big thing to go after in ourselves yeah definitely because without honesty there there is no beginning yeah Yes, and nobody likes being lied to. No. And honesty with God can be the way that we restore relationship yeah. with him. Um, and being honest with God means that we just literally show him our heart. Yeah. Yes, we let him know what we're thinking and feeling. We admit weaknesses. Yeah. But we've also got to do that within, our, within ourselves and with other people too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to bring in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 12 here. Mm, lovely. Which says, whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly and give according to what you have, mm. not what you don't have. Oh, I just love that scripture. And yeah, I mean, even that just says it all in terms of like, when you give out of that place of honesty, like you said, even if it's not the truth, yeah, even if it's just that it's your honesty and you're then giving out of that, mm. that is acceptable. Absolutely. Like God sees that as acceptable because you're giving out of what you have. Exactly. You're not trying to hide it or, you know, um, redirect people or cover things up you're giving out of what is true to yeah. you in that moment and also if you look through scripture i mean there's it's endless about yeah uh, scriptures about truth and honesty and obviously john 8 verse 32 and you shall know the truth that's because you're honest that's yeah. paraphrase me that's the way you know truth yeah is through the honesty of that and the truth shall make you free. Yeah. And what I've really learned through putting together the teaching for the conference is that God has very, very honest feelings about us. Yes. And we need to meet him in the same spirit that he meets us with. Yeah. Yes. Because when that happens, when deep calls to deep, when life touches life, when truth touches truth, when honesty touches honesty, then life flows and there's yeah. no barrier. Yeah. 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 Um, but maybe we're not truthful with God because we're simply not truthful with ourselves. And I think yeah. that definitely is true. Yeah. Um, and it, it, we want to hide from him. Yeah. But that kind of tells me, if you don't want to be honest with God, that tells me you don't fully trust him. Yeah. And 
we've got to honour what God honours. And one of those things that God honours is, is, is authenticity. Yeah. Um, and he desires that. He desires that we bear ourselves before him, mm. uh, where we hold absolutely nothing back. Yeah. And we just operate in that freedom and we trust him and we love him and we're not afraid of him in that sense. But we just give him what he wants, which is ourselves, yeah. our authentic selves. And for me, that changes my position in God. Yeah, It changes my position with my, with my people, with mm. people. You know, when you, when somebody's honest with you, it changes totally the way that you feel about them. Yeah. It does. It creates trust, yeah, installs trust. It does. Um, and then when things get really difficult, you know that that's a safe place. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think it's a complexity of the flesh. Yeah. But I do think that honesty is the highest form of respect. Yeah. It's the highest form of love. And um, I think honesty too, but with ourselves, mm just tells everybody that we've accepted who we truly are yeah and we and maybe one of the biggest reasons why we're not honest is because we don't accept our, our reality yeah. we don't accept who we are and to be really honest with you i'm not fully through the the shame of myself and i don't really want to admit to certain people that i've had this surgery or why i've had this surgery but that is such a contradiction to me because I do accept myself yeah. and I do accept who God says I am and and the fact that he set me free. So for me, speaking about it, even though my flesh doesn't want to do that, and if you know me, that's rare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am an open book. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, that's my warfare. Yeah. My warfare is to not be quiet, but to be honest yeah. about what God has done and what I've allowed him to do in my life yeah. because it's so hard to be happy when we feel differently than what we put out in the world yeah. and you know that that's what honesty promotes it yeah. promotes um, a contradiction about what we put out in the world and what we really feel yeah and for me that's just a no-brainer yeah so um, yeah I, I think sharing truth comes with responsibility though can yeah, I just definitely. say that is that you just can't be yapping truth without love yeah. because we know from the word of God that truth without love kills so we just yeah. don't speak truth to everybody um we we've got to have a level of uh, responsibility about our honesty and carrying that properly which of course we talk about in the in the conference because yeah. uh, it is important that we know that yeah um and truth can really cause damage if we don't handle that properly yeah um, but it's the effort that I'm interested in. Yeah. It's the absolute effort that we put into telling the story of our life as we want it to look. Yeah. Rather than actually how it was. Yeah. And this is where honesty is really needed. Yeah. Um, because we've got to desire that sincerity of the expression. Yeah. Of truth. Yeah. Because you can't change anything unless we're truthful about it. Yeah. And so we've got to learn to be honest, even if it's not our truth yet. Yeah. And I really do feel very, very passionately about that. Yeah. Um, and also it's such, it saves us wasting so much time. We've yeah. said that already. 
but we waste ourselves on things that aren't real we put so much effort into appearances into changing the narrative into you know making everybody think that we're okay yeah and it doesn't bring clarity yeah and it that's what I'm after Mm. I want when you hold me up to the light you can see through it yeah the light can shine through it yeah because that makes me clearer. Yeah. And it makes me able to shine brighter. Yeah, definitely. And that's really, really what I want. Yeah. So there's lots of things that Ooh. we're going to talk about in the conference. Yeah. Um, really, so much. And honesty might not be as black and white as as, as may, many of us think. Yeah. Um, because there is a lot of grey area between truth and lie. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's through grace that we really can do that. Yeah. And I just really feel that honesty is such a healthy, beautiful environment that allows life to flow, yeah. but also it it enables him to draw closer to us. Yeah. Um, because I know that a lack of honesty has huge impact on us yeah, and others. Definitely. Huge. And I know there are people right now who've lost right relationships and who are not in the kingdom of God and yeah. who don't relate to God anymore simply because of a lack of honesty. Yeah. So we want to be in that place. We yeah. want to be in that place where, you know, God is able to move. Yeah. Um, and there's grace. He meets us with grace. I think yeah. where there's honesty, there's grace. Yeah. Definitely. But it's like even for us, like in the community recently, we've had people sort of sharing their testimonies. <gasps> oh, Lord. And they have been, I mean, they are like incredible. We had one last night, didn't we? Our beautiful oh, Mo, he shared. Was, oh, my goodness. Like when you, <sighs> when you hear that kind of that almost like that raw honesty yes of what they've been through but how they're able to kind of talk about that from a place of not how horrific it was but how god has brought them through oh, it yeah and able to then share that with others from that position and you can kind of see the journey that he's been on mm. even just to be able to stand up there yesterday and share that and speak from that place yeah. and give that to other people yeah it touches you in such a different way. Well, it's honesty and authenticity that gives us permission. Yeah. Isn't it? It's incredible. And you know what it's like when somebody's authentic and, and they become believable. Yeah. And we believe what they say. Yeah. And I just think that God does, there is a grace that comes with being honest. Yeah. And, you know, God does enable our honesty. If we can't find that difficult, he will enable us to be honest. Yeah. i got to say, that was quite difficult for me to share today. Yeah. But I'm not going to edit that. Yeah. Because I really feel that, you know, we just need to be very honest about our failings and about the things that aren't right within us. Yeah. Um, because honesty connects us quicker to his heart. Yeah, definitely. And to the hearts of other people. Yeah. And that's what I really, 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 really long for yeah. is that... Um, but honest relationships build honest things. Yeah. And if there isn't honesty, you're not going to build that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, listen, if you're interested in the conference, um, you've still got time to register. Just yeah. go over to our Instagram page, um, the healthy... No, the honesty. Oh, conference. no, the honesty. That Sorry, that was last <laughs> conference, mind of Christ. Um, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the honesty conference over on yeah. instagram um and yeah you'll find all details there yeah um and we would love to see you yeah as we spend time together looking at what honesty can do for us but also what it unlocks in yeah. our faith but also in our ability to live with other people and to yeah. access his heart because that's really where, where we want to be right yeah definitely till next time bye, bye.